Welcome to another Agri Epicenter seedling session. Uh, these seedling sessions offer an opportunity to all Agri Epicenter members to showcase and share their technology or offering, discuss a current topic, and enthuse and encourage collaboration. Good morning and welcome to another episode of AgriEpi Seedling Sessions. This morning we're speaking to Daniel and Sam at Leighton. So, morning guys. Um, would you mind just introducing yourselves first and then maybe telling us a little about Leighton and what you do as an organisation? Hi, morning Tom. Um, yeah, my name's, my name's Dan. Um, I'm one of the partner managers at Leighton. Um, I manage the relationship between ourselves and AgriEpi. Uh, yeah, hi Tom. Um, good to be on here. So I'm one of the technical consultants at Leighton, um, working primarily on the R&D tax relief claims. Yeah. Um, suppose you want us to know a little bit about Leighton for your listeners? Uh, yeah, it'd be great. I think, yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, um, with a lot of the people that are into the podcast, there's a there's a more obvious link towards agriculture technology. But I think within the innovation space, I think a lot of people would be really keen to understand what you do as an organisation. Perfect. Yeah, happy to do that. Um, so yeah, Leighton, we're the UK's largest innovation funding consultancy. Um, so what does what does that mean? Um, well, we're a company which helps uh, companies across many sectors gain access to incentives such as the fairly ubiquitous R&D tax credit scheme, uh, capital allowances, patent box, energy, uh, land remediation. Um, but we, we work quite heavily within agriculture um, across a number of those in incentives, but um, one of the main ones is R&D tax credits. Um, and then there, there are sort of others which, which kind of bolt on. So um, I suppose that'll be the, the, the main sort of strut of the, of the conversation today. And, and, and out of interest, why is it that the R&D tax credits are more suited to the kind of agricultural technology businesses that we're working with? I'll hand over to Sam for that one. He's, he's the one with the, the brains. Sure. Um, so it's it's a good question. Um, and what we're finding within agriculture at the moment, um, given the, the number of challenges, so staffing shortages, cuts to government funding, um, is that businesses are really looking for um, for ways to, to improve their cash flow and get some money back into the business. Now, this can this can happen in a lot of the ways. But, um, but within agriculture and, and the nature of the projects that you're working on, um, there's, there's R&D that we can find within it. So ways that, um, that farms are trying to increase their efficiencies, um, improve their yields, improve the quality of their produce, whether that's livestock um, or whether it's on the crop side. So, yeah, these, these are all themes and these are all areas where we can find R&D and help businesses to, to access those incentives. So, so, so give me a better understanding, because I think it's really important. Um, are, we, are we talking about kind of small to medium sized farms? Um, large kind of farming enterprises, um, farm businesses and contractors, um, and also um, agri-tech sort of startups and SMEs? All of the above is the, is the very simple answer to that. So there's two schemes that we'd be looking at here. Um, there's the SME scheme, which is the small to medium enterprises, and then there's the RDEC scheme. Um, the SME scheme is, is more lucrative um, and, and there's a couple of, couple of criteria have to, 
have to achieve to be within that more lucrative scheme. Um, so things like staffing numbers less than 500 employees or a turnover of less than 100 million euros. And and again, I mean, I'm sure it's very obvious for you guys, but when we talk about an R&D tax credit, and let's say I'm a medium-sized farm, um, or you know, you know, a large family type family farm. What what does that actually mean in reality? What 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 are the possible ways that I can access this? What could I use the money for? Um, sure. So the the first thing that we do with any business would be to look at the the work that you're undertaking and qualify it from a technical perspective. Obviously, there's always going to be spend on on whatever you're doing, um, but a lot of that would come under business as usual and, and routine practices. Um, so that's where we come in with our knowledge of the, the R&D legislation um, and what the government says that you need to achieve. And that's where we'd look at the projects. So, I mean, to give you a very brief run through of, of what we're looking to achieve here, um, a company would have to be looking to make a scientific or technological advancement in the work that they're undertaking. Um, there'd need to be an element of scientific or technological uncertainty. And they'd have to have a systematic approach, so a well-defined project where they were looking to, to get to an eventual end point and they took the necessary steps to get there. Um, and as I say, that's a very whistle-stop tour. Um, what we'd look to do with you is, is have a deeper dive into that. So whether we come on site with you or have an initial, initial scoping call, um, we'd look to get into the details of the activities that you're undertaking um, to make sure that it does qualify. And so a lot of the work that we do at AgriEpi is helping pull together different players um, into consortiums for R&D grant funded projects. So for anyone who's listening to this that doesn't really understand the difference or might understand grants better, what, what, how, how, how are these R&D tax credits different and can they be combined and used alongside grant funding? Yes, yeah, they absolutely can. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're very aware that a lot of the listeners will be will be accessing other government incentives, so some of the grant funding potentially. Um, and that doesn't, doesn't stop you, it doesn't prohibit you from claiming R&D tax credits. So even if the, the project that they're getting funded for, um, if we look to include that within an R&D claim, there's some complex mechanics to it, which we'd have to get into, but it's still claimable uh, under R&D. As long as there's expenditure on a project that meets up to the three criteria that I spoke about before, then we can include it within an R&D claim and there can be a, a form of um, tax relief on that. And so, and so, what, so what exactly um, is it? So what exactly is you do at Leighton that helps someone? So if, you know, if I'm in a position where I think maybe um, R&D tax credit would be suitable, um, but I reach out to you, is there a free consultation? And then you sort of work me through the process. How does that work exactly? Yeah, so that, that's pretty much the steps, to be honest. Um, if, we, if we take it from the start of the consultancy journey, so we'd have an initial call. We'd understand the business a bit more, um, a few things about kind of the financials and the due diligence bits that we'd need to get through. Um, and then we'd get straight into that tech. So qualifying it, making sure that it adheres to the criteria that we're looking to achieve. Then we'd go through kind of a scoping process on the technical side um, to tease out all the details that we need to eventually compile the report that goes off to HMRC. So within that, there, there's two sides. There's the technical assessment, um, which is in the form of a report with, with case studies and details of the project. And there's a financial assessment, 
um, which is the other half of the claim, which is the stage where we'd look at the projects that we've qualified and assess all of the costs that have gone into those that we can qualify under the scheme. And are there some lower and upper limits to the to these schemes? Or... In terms of in terms of the benefit that they can receive? Or in terms of the edge, as the benefit they can receive? Absolutely not. No, it's completely dependent on the expenditure that's gone into the projects. So obviously the, the company sizes will vary, the amount of money that they can spend on these projects varies hugely. But as long as we can qualify the project from that technical standpoint, and then we can assess the costs that have gone into that and apportion the, the right amounts in the different cost categories that have gone into that project, um, then, then it all works the same. Uh, the, the benefit will be received. Oh, fascinating. And then to take a bit of a step back, because obviously as an organisation, you work across kind of innovation consultancy a bit more broadly. Um, and I appreciate you work quite specifically with within Agritech exam, but it'd be really interesting to hear a bit more about what you see the kind of wider trends that are happening in agriculture and agri-tech R&D, um, particularly, particularly potentially looking at, you know, the trends towards sustainability and regeneration. Sure. So definitely um, a, a big trend that we're seeing currently would be towards the kind of the precision farming um, and the, the data-driven solutions, I guess. So we're seeing a lot of very innovative kind of herd management systems, um, systems that kind of would link up to, to a milking parlor, say, uh, and through AI technology, um, a set kind of body condition, health metrics, um, that precision farming also obviously applies to um, to the arable side. So, so checking on crops, working out inputs um, to, to kind of maximise your yields whilst reducing those inputs. Um, th this is a big trend that we're seeing. Um, and, and obviously, you know, you, you touched on it too. Sustainability is huge at the moment. Um, there's incentives for it, but it, it incentivizes. The business, because obviously they want to be spending less money, um, and, and it's also good for the climate. So, yeah. Um, well, it's interesting because uh, I was recording a show yesterday with one of our new members or newer members, Rumi, um, who are kind of they're using everything from satellite technology and AI to to help with kind of precision grazing and and with grazing management. And with, with, with the idea of helping for a transition towards sustainable and regenerative farming, which has been really exciting. It's obviously a focus of our conference as well. Um, what, what I'm again trying to understand is, so would, would technologies like that, is the, is the tax benefit opportunity more for the farmer to trial or to purchase or to use these technologies as opposed to necessarily for the the someone like Rumi or um, you know another precision technology company. Where's 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 more of the benefit, or is it for both of them? So initially and primarily, um, for for what I talked about, would be on the the company developing the technology. Um, they would be receiving the benefit because they're the company that is spending the money on overcoming these um, these technical challenges. So that money is there to incentivize them directly to keep on creating better technology, increasing efficiencies, improving yields. Um, mm. that's, that's where their incentive comes in. In terms of the end user, um, if that technology 
was already fully developed um, and it was just a case of kind of using it as it was as it was designed for then in terms of R&D um, we wouldn't be able to qualify that down the line as one of their research and development projects but that isn't to say that you know that they use the technology and it worked first time they might be using it in a different setting in a different context and that's where um, a consultancy like us really kind of pays dividends because, you know, we can assess the application of that technology. We can assess whether, you know, it was being used in exactly the, the context that it was meant to be or whether there is scope to claim it in R&D because there was that technical uncertainty that I was talking about earlier. Yeah, no, it's all it's all kind of quite exciting. Are there any watch outs that people should be aware of? Definitely. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked about trends within within agriculture, but there are trends within the R&D landscape, too. And um, what we're seeing is um, kind of a lot more increased scrutiny on these R&D claims currently. So it isn't the case that you file a claim and it's successful every time. Um, there's there's inquiries that come into it. HMRC can choose to look into one of these claims in more detail. Um, and they're asking for a much greater evidence requirement at the moment. So, again, um, this is this is something that, as a consultancy, we're very aware of. We're keeping in touch with HMRC and the trends that we're seeing, um, and because of that, we can produce work um, that kind of mitigates those risks as far yeah. as possible. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. So, um, realistically, I imagine you're not the only people out there who provide services like this. So it'd be great to and um, it'd be great to hear a little bit about you know what it is about Leighton that makes you kind of the best people for members and other listeners to come and have a chat to. Sure, sure. Yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. Um, we're not the only provider out there. There, there's there's lots of choices. Um, I think one of the the main ways that we differentiate ourselves would be the volume of work that we produce. Um, so so we are the largest in the UK, producing a lot of claims. And because of that, we can see the trends um, on a much more macro scale. We, we know the way that the legislation is moving and we keep in touch with that better than other providers. Um, and because of that, you know, it mitigates the risk as much as possible. Well, look, this has been really, really useful for me. I think it's so helpful. To, I think these are the kind of things that um, if we don't have conversations like this, you, there's a potential you'd never even know that they exist or if they if you do they might feel too overwhelming to do without without people like yourselves to come and help is there anything else you feel would be really useful to tell people um about the opportunities or other other options to work with Leighton yeah so it is um it's a diverse product offering that um that we're trying to provide at the moment um, we are we're moving into to other sectors so i think we mentioned it before but uh capital allowances we're we're finding that a lot of our clients that were pre-existing and did r d claims with us um and now are now using our services to help them with capital allowances claims uh, i think i was listening to to one of your earlier podcasts actually um with a patent lawyer talking about protecting the ip yeah. Um, I mean, if any of the listeners have, have used that service and have now patented products, um, then, then there's the patent box scheme, which we can help them access, which we can help them get money back from. So with our diverse product offering, that, that's really how we're trying to help our clients to give them as many avenues as possible to increase that, that revenue stream. 
Amazing. Well, we work very closely with you. So obviously anyone who knows any of the AgriEpi team, they can get in touch with us and we can put in touch with you. But how, how other than that, how can people get in touch with you? What's the easiest way? Uh, the, uh, the best way is simply to, to email us. So uh, email partner at Leighton.com. Um, and then one of the team will will get back to you. Um, and if there's if, there, if there's something there, then um, we'll help you claim it. Brilliant. Well, look, it's 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 amazing to know that these opportunities are there for people to take advantage of. And I definitely feel a lot more comfortable working with, uh, with people like yourselves to to get those through. It sounds like it could get potentially quite complicated when just dealing with HMRC. Um, uh, Daniel, Sam, thank you so much for taking half an hour out of your busy day to have a chat with me. Um, and I will look forward to putting this out. Thank you very much. It's been great. Yeah, absolute pleasure. Thanks again. Thank you.